Welcome to Uphill Conversations. Everything in life worth having is uphill. You can't go uphill with downhill habits. It's time for another show with your host, Tim Pecoraro. Are you ready to be inspired? Well, hello there and welcome to Uphill Conversations. I am your host, Tim Pecoraro, and I'm glad you can join me as you are living your life and heading toward your emerging future. Hopefully you are eliminating any downhill habits and canceling out all agreements with limiting beliefs. And yes, it is true. You can be more, do more, and have more. So today, welcome to the show. Um, I have a great guest that I interviewed. It's a pre, uh, pre-recorded interview that I will share with you here momentarily. Um, but first, let me get a few things out of the way. Thank you so much for all of you and your support and everything that you've done to help the show take off. We're doing really well. Um, downloads are happening. And um, just through natural relationships, people that I've known, um, sharing, uh, getting some new connections. I mean, man, I'm, I'm just so grateful and I'm so thankful as I just want to be an inspiration and a ride-along partner to those of you who are actually taking it very seriously as as to you know what you want to do where you want to go where you want to be so um hey thanks thank you so much um really quick what i would like for you to do is go to the facebook page like it uh share it and um you know post if you if you feel led to it's at uphill conversations that's at facebook at uphill conversations the website you can listen to the episodes you can also connect with me there as well get on a uh, what i'm calling the uphill inspirations i'm building a, a mailing list where i'll just communicate to you on occasions will not abuse you i will not abuse your email box but just on occasion send you some uphill inspiration but that's on the website uphillconversations.co not.com. Or you can go to iTunes, look up Uphill Conversations, Stitcher, and Google Play Music, the same thing, Uphill Conversations. So anyway, check this out. I've got this person, her name is Bridget Krause, who means the world to me. Um, She's had tremendous impact in my life, a great, great leader. And so um, this interview was done as I was building my show episodes before I launched the podcast. Um, You know, I I reached out to her and said, hey, look, I've got to have you on this podcast. I knew it when it was in my heart before I ever began this process. But she said yes. And we set up this interview. And um, so I just want to let the interview speak for itself. Just listen in to just a real person, a person who knows how to work, knows how to follow their passion, knows how to live responsibly, um, knows how to make adjustments when necessary, just in a person that also knows the importance and the power of mentorship and coaching. So without any further delay, let's go into this interview with my friend, Bridget Krause. Welcome to Uphill Conversations, and I'm so glad to have as my guest today, Bridget Krause, whom I've had the privilege of um, 
being able to be a part of uh, learning and growing as a member of the John Maxwell team. She was my 90-day success roadmap leader, um, and I she's someone that I have a high uh, level of respect for and regard for what she does um, with uh, her training, her speaking, her coaching, etc. And I do believe that she has tremendous uh, insight and wisdom uh, and understanding and lots of value to add to folks' lives. So, Bridget, with that being said, welcome and how are you? <laughs> That's quite an intro, Tim. I'm going to take you with me on the road. I'm wonderful. <laughs> it's great to be here with you. Thank you so much. Well, Bridget, um, once again, I uh, for our listeners, you and I know each other somewhat, but one of my great joys was being on your 90-day success roadmap with the John Maxwell team. And when I did finally get to meet you at our certification, the live certification event, and I saw you and your husband, Ryan, it was just such a joy for me um, to because I felt like I already knew you. And uh, But there was more to it. I was like, gosh, you know, I know that I had this podcast thing in my heart and I wanted to get this show going and and I knew that you had to be someone. So now that I'm ready to go, here we are. And what I would like to do is, so people can kind of know a little bit about you, would you give us just a little bit of your background and just take us up to where you are currently? Absolutely. And, and let me just say, Tim, I'm extremely impressed with you and, and proud of you for all the impact that you're having in your community. And I love the, the way that you work with youth and share with them where you've been and the success that you've had. So uh, it's an honor to be here. My background, I actually graduated with a health, fitness, nutrition degree from San Diego State. And my big goal was I was going to go on a cruise ship and be a fitness director. And unfortunately, or fortunately, really, right before graduation, I ended up with a, a stress fracture in my hip, and that turned into avascular necrosis. And I was told I'd never be active again. And so I, I headed home to Atlanta from California and was pretty lost at the time. I did not know what direction I was headed in. And I got introduced to the network marketing industry and had Thinking Grow Rich placed in my hand for the first time. And within a couple of months, I was introduced to John Maxwell for the first time. I was able to see him live. Being in Atlanta was really cool because John did some some filming and things there. And um, from there, I, for the next 12 years, would study personal growth, travel the nation four times a year, going to seminars, start another traditional business. Um, and then in 2012, uh, really my purpose came together when I, when I found the John Maxwell team. Awesome. So let me ask you this, like in that process of, you know, where you felt these shifts that were going on inside of you, like obviously there's an injury, you were on one path and then you start discovering more. You experience um, getting that that close and personal touch with John Maxwell, learning that stuff. Um, you know, as part, you know, the whole thing about the show is our current condition cannot match our emerging future, which I do love thinking grow rich. And I think that is a very powerful thing to even begin to begin with in personal investment and growing uh, personal uh, growth and investing in yourself. So knowing that your current condition doesn't match your emerging future, but you're on this journey and you are growing, you are changing and things start to shift. When did you know that there was, a, you know, I know you said 2012, that's when things changed. When did you know and how did you know that that shift was necessary? Well, Tim, I guess when I moved to Detroit 
in 2002. So I moved back to Atlanta in 2000, started getting involved in the personal growth industry and surrounded with John Maxwell and this kind of stuff. And I moved up to Detroit uh, feeling led to, and, and I also um, should preface where my faith background comes from. I also um, had a huge shift faith-wise when I was 25 and had the, the stress fracture, and that that was all the difference. But when I moved to Detroit, I was dead broke. I was sleeping on the floor, surrounded by my books and, and at the time, cassette tapes and videos and, and all this stuff. And um, I started in another business, and it probably took me three years before I really saw what daily pouring into myself was doing. And, and what happened is I went and I, I started a business with a gentleman, um, but I was working for him and he had a heart attack. And everyone in the company, there was about probably 13 or 14 employees at the time, wow. all of them older than me. And I was the only one that knew how to run the business because yes. I had been around him all the time. I had been pouring John's material into me for three years at that point. And so I stepped up and started running the business. And that was the first time that I saw, and, and not to discourage anybody, right? Three years of this stuff before you see it show up. Yeah. It was showing up long before then, right? But before it really showed up to me where I went, wow, okay, I, I have changed. I've grown um, as a leader. So what did and that, then, um, what did that do? What did that do for you when you were, as far as like, when you see it show up and you said what it did for you as a leader, how did you begin to now look at your potential? At the time I just did what had to be done and probably took about a month to reflect back on I'm the one that stepped up and ran it. Um, and I don't say that by any stretch of the imagination with any kind of uh, arrogance. It was, I was the one that stepped up and failed through whatever we had to get through to get <laughs> through him uh, getting out of the hospital. Right? right. But, but still I did it. And so just, just the fact that, okay, I was willing to take that step. Um, it enabled me the, to then a year later, take the step of taking the business to San Antonio from South Carolina and, and I was the only one to come and move to Texas permanently and start to build the business here. Then that shift two years later when he said to me, um, you've never had a boss. I don't think you want a boss. So either buy me out or you're going to have a boss because I'm selling. Wow. Um, and then that gave me the guts to step up and say, okay, well, yes, I don't want a boss. So then I bought that business. That was about eight years ago. Um and, and we, we ran a successful business for the past eight years. Um, and I was about three years in the John Maxwell team before that calling on my life was just too much larger than what I was doing in my traditional business. And so I made the shift again. Wow. You know, one of the things I, you know, I'm, I try to live by certain things, obviously. My goal is to create habits I try to spend the rest of my life trying not to break as opposed to having habits that I need to break. <laughs> so, um, and, and one of them is the necessity of obstacles. And it sounds to me like you embraced what was in front of you, the problem or the obstacle. You didn't allow yourself to just come up with excuses or alibis. Like what was that struggle like when you were faced with what do I do here? Because, you know, a lot of folks, when they're on their journey, they run into things, you know, it's easy to go back. It's easy to stop. It's easy to quit. Like, what was it inside of you that said, embrace this, embrace it? 
Tim, I was pouring so much of what you're now pouring into other people. I, I so respect what you're doing here. I was pouring so much into me that going backwards or looking for an out or a comfort zone literally is not an option in my life. I can tell you I'm really uncomfortable right now, but I'm growing and I know that I'm moving into um, literally what is my purpose. But but we have to be willing to be new at something, right? I've only been on the John Maxwell team for four years. Right. I've only been full-time in my business for a year. So while we are having amazing success and I'm so grateful for it, I'm a baby in this industry and like that's so exciting right. and so it's just that it's knowing that you got to be uncomfortable if you're if you're moving forward into to what you're supposed to be doing in right. my opinion right and let me ask you so let's move into a kind of a people dynamic here because you know we're all on our journey and there's a thing I like to tell people sometimes you need a necessary ending just like you have you need ne there's necessary beginnings uh, you have the necessity of obstacles what, um, knowing about your potential, your belief and things like that and bringing people into your life, let's take it from the point of view of the right people for a moment. Um, and we'll look at maybe coaches and mentors for yourself. What are the things that you would advise people or what advice would you give to someone to say, Hey, when you're looking and you're going in your journey and you're heading in a direction you need these types of people in your life. How would you identify, like from a coaching relationship or a mentoring relationship or an accountability? What are the types of people or what should people be looking for? I can say the people that I had in my life as I was growing through my first couple of businesses um, were not the right people, but I was getting so fed from, you know, Joyce Meyer and, and John Maxwell and Andy Andrews and, and all of the, the, the CDs and tapes and that type of thing. But that will only take you so far. It was when I got involved with the John Maxwell team and in the mentorship program where I had six days a week that I could pick up the phone where somebody had been where I wanted to go and was willing to give me advice on it. When you, when you start to have that live contact, that live coaching relationship, mm. that live mentorship, um, that's where the needle moves. Because right. we can fill ourselves with information, but if we're not acting on it and no one is holding us accountable for it, um, it it's not going to move the needle in our life very far. Right. Did you feel like there was a just an acceleration? Did you feel like that just propelled you? Did you feel like it just helped in your advance, you, it, even with your your confidence, your I can do this? I mean, what did it do as far as that when you experienced that, picking up the phone and hearing that stuff, what did it do for you? Just knowing that somebody has gone before you and is willing to tell you what they've done, that was huge in my life. Um, knowing that if they gave me advice, and, and this I would say to anyone that um, that you're in a coaching relationship with, uh, Tim, when you give them advice, they need to come back and tell you what they did with that advice. Hmm. And so I heard John say that a long time ago. And so if I asked Paul or Roddy or Melissa or anyone what to do, um, I felt like I needed to come back and tell them, hey, I went and did what you told me. Now what do I do? Um, and so that was uh, that was huge for me and just just really pouring in. I think it's, it's how much time, effort, and energy are you willing to give toward your dream? How, how much of an impact would you say, like if you were to say, you know, uh, 
I mean, I'm trying to figure out how I want to phrase this, but just having the coaching, the mentorship, um, uh, relationship, being able to call Melissa. And for those of you listening, I recommend, which I'll put all of this in the show notes, you know, the John Maxwell team, John Maxwell is the, just the leader of leadership. And, um, and then the team that he has assembled from speakers and coaches, the training you get is there is nothing like it on the planet. And that's, you know, this is what Bridget and I are speaking about here, but Bridget coming back to that. And once again, if you did not have that component in your life, how well do you think you would have done with where you were heading without that type of, of, of influence coming into your life through the John Maxwell team, uh, the right coaching and mentorship? How far do you think you could have actually gotten on your own? I don't think I ever would have, Tim. I think right now I would still be building the other traditional business that I had, um, very frustrated with what I was able to enable other people to do. The reason I shifted out of that business is I no longer believed that the option that I was giving my employees was their best option for their life. Mm. I wanted more for them than what I could offer them as an employee for me. Mm. And at that point, when I, it's just literally, you, it was like I outgrew that business. If you don't wow. believe in it anymore, if you believe your people could be doing something more with their life, more fulfilling, then that's a pretty hard role to stay in. And um, But I don't think I would have gotten that to that level. It was the law of the lid, right? right. If, if I hadn't been growing myself to that degree, um, I wouldn't have gotten to that level. But I didn't even, I didn't even know that, that what I'm living right now was an option for my life when I wow. first came on board with the John Maxwell team. Wow. Wow. So definitely do more, be more, have more, all of those things. But you're, so in other words, you, you had belief, your belief actually, you just grew in that belief and understanding, but you're really seeing potential uh, or your potential actually get to work and actually have an opportunity to, uh, uh, to make an impact. Uh, would you say you feel like you're doing a work that is significant as opposed to just experiencing success? Definitely having a, an immense joy and fulfillment in my life as I pour into other people and hear the results that they're having. And just to directly answer your prior question, Tim, I, I would not be where I am today without people that I was able to pick up the phone and talk to that, that poured into my life. And there's just nothing more valuable than that. Um, yeah, that's where we are at this point. All we do is add value to others. That's now what, what we build our business for and, and that's what we get paid for. And that's what we volunteer to do. And, and so, um, yes, we definitely feel that, that we're, making an impact and having a, a significant life. And that's, it's when, when you, what you're doing, you would do whether you got paid for it or not. That's when you're in the West Scott Fay would say the sweet spot, right? Right. Right. Well, well, let me ask you this. If it come, if it was true, or if you agree with this statement that it's more important to build the person and not just focus on the business. So, so one of the things I try to share with, you know, clients that I may be coaching or someone I may be in a mentoring relationship with is that it's the man that is the father. It's the man that is the business owner. It's the man that is uh, um, the husband. So build the man to be able to carry him into each one of those roles. Um, so if that, 
how would you encourage people knowing that because you you are because of your growth and what's happened in your life you're now able to take that and apply it into the business how would you help people to know or what kind of warning you know warning would you give them or cautionary things would you say to them re- regarding just spending all their time being good at doing something and not building themselves what would you how would you caution them Personal growth affects every aspect of your life from your relationships with your family um, to how you interact in your community to the to the income that you make. When it comes to building people within your organization, there is nothing more valuable that you can do. That was the reason that I joined the John Maxwell team in the first place was to pour into my employees. And we did roundtables and we, we delved into the 15 Invaluable Laws. And we did it for three years. We weekly poured into our employees. And that, that was where my frustration came is I wanted more for them um, because I could, I could see them growing. And so um, if you do that within your organization, the culture that you'll create, the attrition, the business that I was in is a very, very high turnover. It is a commission, 100% commission sales position where they stand to get told no all day long. And I had employees with me for eight, nine years in that position. And it just doesn't happen. The nature of that business is a, a, a constant income outgo of employees. Um, but when you pour into your folks, because of how they take it away, not only are they making your business better, but their home life gets better. They're not sick as often. They, they have an, a loyalty to you and, and it holds them to an integrity level because they know that you care about them as a person and you're putting something in their hands and in their mind and in their heart that no other business owner or that most other business owners haven't before. Um, I can't say enough about pouring into your your people and your organization. Wow. So basically, you know, that being that intentional, that impact just I mean, it's you you there's it's invaluable. There's nothing better than being just intentional about what you do to pour or what you're doing and pouring into other people. Yeah. Yeah, well, and then when you bring your team together, Tim, if there, let's say there's been a little irritation, there's something somebody got on somebody's nerves last week, but then you bring them together and somebody shares about something that's going on in their family, light bulbs start to go off. And, oh, maybe he was a little irritable last week because his mom's in the hospital. Or when, when they start to know each other on a personal level, it increases culture and, and the the respect for one another immensely and can, can cut out a lot of the just drama and nonsense that can go on in the, in the workplace. Wow. And you can pretty much accomplish anything with the right people. Yeah. Absolutely. Excellent. Excellent. Well, let me ask you this because, um, you know, obviously having others in your life, I like, um, what, you know, when this is going to be kind of like a, a, a John Maxwell reunion for me having <laughs> this call with you, but you know, one is too small of a number to do anything that's, you know, worth anything or any, any amount of significance just by yourself is no good. And having the right people around you is so much better. Um, and with that, what do you feel like when you have people around you that you know you've poured into, they have bought in, they have vision, you share in your aspirations, your passions actually have avenue together. Um, 
what does that do for momentum, you know, in you? What does that do for you as a person going in the direction that you know is your God-given purpose? That's what he's called you to do. How does that help you with your momentum? Well, as I, as I said to him, like, I didn't feel comfortable in my other business that I was giving them the best life that they could have with the, the employment opportunity that I was giving them. In this industry, in this business, as you pour into people and, and whether they're on your team or, or maybe they have a goal or a dream that is different than yours, as you watch people live into their purpose, there is nothing more fulfilling and the abundance mindset that comes with it. We've got, we've got about 15 John Maxwell team trainers in this area. I was the first one here and initially my thoughts were, um, oh, I want this to be my territory. I want this to be the only one, right? No. When I look at the gifts and the talents of the different individuals in this area, and we all touch different hearts and different people, and we can all have coaching and training businesses that hit everything from the hospitals to the schools to the, the major corporations, um, it's phenomenal when you can pour your heart into other people and watch their purpose be fulfilled inside of them, there's just not that many people doing it. There's right. not that many people on the planet that are living their purpose. All right. Right. And that's, and that's, you know, even biblically that's, you know, hope deferred will make the heart sick. And there's a lot of people running yeah. around feeling like that. Um, Absolutely. And let me ask you this. Um, and this is just very helpful for folks, I believe, you know, to be able to hear words from someone that's actually out there, you know, we know we're not perfect. None of us are perfect. But I mean, we're 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 doing more than trying. We're doing, and I think the right thinking needs to go along with your actions. And um, what do you do to maintain a clarity of thought to make sure that you're keeping your thoughts in check? How you're not letting yourself be? You know, we have a lot of emotions as human beings. We're spiritual, I sure. believe, but we have a lot of emotion. How do you keep your thoughts in check? What do you do? How could you help our listeners um, know? you know, some little things that you could give that they could think about and ponder and maybe even take some action on? Well, I've got some certain go-tos. So um, I, I definitely have scripture in, in my mind and Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication rambles off my tongue really easily because I had to say it for years. Um, I, I'm a very driven, fast-paced individual, and anxiety can come along with that sometimes. Right, right. Um, and so that's a definite go-to. Um, if I'm just disjointed, not fluid in my thoughts, um, I will go pick up the Word. And we're not here to preach to you guys today, but, but you know, you want me to tell you from my life. Right. So I will, I will pick up the Bible. I will pick up Jesus Calling. I will go on a ride. I will go, you know, if you're an exerciser, um, audible.com or, you know, one of Tim's podcasts, I will just get somebody else's voice that I trust in my head instead of my own. I'll pick up and get on a John Maxwell mentorship call, right? Uh, right. Put Joyce Meyer on the uh on the DVD, on the computer, um, just putting something else in. If there's junk surrounded in our head and, and bounce around, and we all have, uh, I have a good friend that always makes fun of me, we all have stinking thinking, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my Georgia girl coming out, Tim. Um, and so, you know, when that happens, and it's and this is 
16 years of pouring good in my mind. But then, Tim, I also went through 10 years of eating disorders. Wow. So you got to have a whole lot of bad thinking going on from 10 to 25 or from 15 to 25 before I found, oh, my gosh. I can think something different than just what bounces around in my head. I can pick something up and I can wash that. And if you pour enough good in, eventually, instead of staying in the minutia or the negative for a day, initially, maybe you only stay for half a day. Right. And you keep pouring in. And then maybe you stay for a few hours and you keep pouring in. And eventually... You get, as soon as the negative comes in, you either pick up the positive and put it in, or you forged your mind strong enough and meditating on the right things that you know as soon as the bad comes in how to kick it out. Wow. Wow. That's great wisdom to share, and I really appreciate that. Um, You know, momentum is a big deal as well, so kind of going back into that momentum thing. Have you ever had momentum and you were going the wrong direction. <laughs> and if so, what what did you do to course correct or to make the necessary adjustment? For me, that would be the, um, I guess, the two by four that, that it's time for change. Well, if, if you talk to me about momentum in the wrong direction, I would say either a relationship going downhill, a, a business starting to to turn and go the, the wrong way. And, and for me, generally, that's life change. That's um, if, if something that has been serving me for a long time or maybe even just, you know, for a short time, maybe just for a few years or something, but if something that once served me is no longer serving me, mm-hmm. there's a reason. Right. And so you, you start to look at, at where does change need to come and course correction. For me, I, because I am a, a I don't want to say a workaholic, but I really enjoy what I do. When I when I built businesses, when I I enjoy it. It doesn't feel and like so, work. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, if momentum is shifting for me, that means my work ethic, my passion, my drive has shifted. And so that's that's where the gut check comes. Okay, maybe maybe it's time for a new season. It's time for a, a new shift. Um, and it it happens. Sometimes we start things and they serve us very well for a long time. Um, But that doesn't mean that that's where we're supposed to stay. And you know how a lot of people, which, you know, we've heard a lot with like Paul Martinelli, he'll talk about the shiny things. Sure. And when you know that there's something that you desire and you feel like it's what your purpose is, you were meant for this thing and you're doing it, like how do you guard yourself from being distracted with shiny things, just the things that call for your attention. They could be time wasters. They could just be, could be a little bit that you, uh, you lack the belief in yourself. I mean, I don't know. Everyone has a different reason, but how do you, Bridget, uh, keep yourself away from the shiny things so it doesn't disrupt or disturb your purpose? Well, I I guess when it comes to there, there's a lot of different people that can speak into your life. There's a lot of different uh, growth programs and and things out there. And and I heard Paul probably say when I was very first in the mentorship program uh, almost four years ago, um, find a voice that speaks to you, that is truth for you, and and don't vary away from it. Hmm. And so when he said that and the teachings that Paul was doing at the time, um, I, I pretty much delved into him. Now, for years, it was John and, and Joyce Meyer. Um, and then 
I allow Roddy and, and Paul very much to speak into my life and I study them and I watch their behaviors and I watch their character and what are they producing in life uh, to make sure that, that that's the voice I want to continue to, to follow, right? Um, there, there should be some fruit from, from what is going on. Um, but that is one. Uh, another is just in the, the beginning of the day is generally when I like to uh, spend some time just a few minutes even focusing on what are my big rocks of the day. Right. And then those need to stay forefront of the mind. It doesn't need to be that I check an email that said, and we all do it, right? You check an email <laughs> yeah. that sends you to a LinkedIn that sends you to a, right. And you're off and running in 10 different directions. And before long you're on Facebook. Yeah. You turned yourself into ones and zeros. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, and so there's there's many different things. And, you know, in the 90-day roadmap we went through and, and Stephen Covey has some great stuff with, uh, you know, keeping the main thing the main thing and right. staying in your, your second quadrant. Stay in the um, non-urgent but important items in your life. We can't spend our life fighting fires. Right. And um, and so we, we've got to have some some planning going on. So I, I guess that I, I think the voices that I allow to speak into my life Mm-hmm. are what helped me stay away from shiny object syndrome. Okay, great. And for some of those folks that are listening that may be just, uh, you know, just afraid, like, you know, you know, here's what I think, like when I, this podcast, when I have in my mind, like talk, speaking with you in my mind, I'm thinking about a person that may be stuck or a person that may have several kids or a busy life and they're always going, going, going. Every time they go to sit down to maybe start to even consider taking the next step toward that thing that they desire in their heart. But they, they could be either stuck, they're afraid, or um, just they feel like something is holding them back. What are some things that you would say that could help them just to just to maybe at least, you know, for one thing could be to sit down and write it down on a piece of paper or tell a friend, what would you say would be good starting points for them that you would say, Hey, try a few of these things to get yourself going. Planning thinking time is important. Our life is so busy. Um, that is one of the biggest powers that I think we offer, uh, Tim with mastermind groups, uh, or with coaching sessions, either, either one causes the person to have an hour on their calendar that brings them out of the normal everyday minutia and makes them um, have time to think. And, and I think that's, uh, that's one of the biggest challenges that people face in not living out their purposes because we graduate and get a job and have a family and bills right. are to be paid and yada yada. And life is so fast right now. Right. That right. people don't stop to think. And, and that if you, if you have that, processing time if you have that thinking partner um hmm. yeah best thing i could recommend to them is hire a coach right there get in go. one of your mastermind groups if they can't uh, seriously like if they can't afford you as a coach get in one of your mastermind groups right yeah well, i agree um and, I, and you didn't pay me anything to be on this show and try to sell you that's but right. I, I know it will impact <laughs> and change their life right that's um, right and it's, it's got to be a choice it's are you are you complaining and frustrated with your life, but you don't ever choose to do anything different, right? Definition of insanity. Right. And and so, um, yeah, they've got to choose to do something different than what they're doing right now. That alone, even if it's the wrong thing, will at least mix it up, right? Right. <laughs> but, right. Um, yeah. Okay. And um, one of my last my last questions. 
So, you know, you talked about planning. So it's kind of like, um, you know, instead of prioritizing your schedules, it's scheduling your priorities, like really, really making time for it, you know, and putting the things that are on your list. Like you said, your big rocks, making sure you take care of those things like uh, Stephen Covey, the second quadrant, you know, making sure that, you know, and and even if it's what would you say, five, 10 minutes, if someone just did that regularly, that would make a big difference. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, you have your things on your couch. We've got speaking engagements. You've got, you know, certain things, coaching clients, that kind of thing, that are set on your calendar. But each day, something that could, like you were saying with momentum, something that could drastically shift the momentum in your business. Um, for me, it's the thought of I'm going to take five minutes and I'm going to say, how could I make $30,000 this month? Right. How can I make $30,000 this month? And right. something comes to me daily. Sometimes that takes 30 seconds. Sometimes that maybe takes three and a half minutes. But how many of us are asking ourselves that? Wow. Right. right? If you're struggling in a relationship, how can I make my marriage better today? Right. Three minutes. Right. And you'll get something. Right. right? No, I totally agree with that. <laughs> yeah, just little needle movers. It's about 1% change over time, right? You do that daily, do that weekly. Right. And over the course of a year, where are you? That's that's what we taught in Paraguay and in Guatemala. Right. Take take these principles in, change one percent a week and over the course of a year, you're fifty percent better, I'll take it. Right. Right. Absolutely. Well, here's my last question for you. And um, it's a big one because it comes back to passion. Everything to me, like I believe investing in yourself is so important. Personal growth is important, including others, adding value to their life, which any of you listening to this, I will tell you, you need to look at um, the books for, that John Maxwell's written. There's so many other ones, but I think 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, Developing the Leader Within You, Becoming a Person of Influence. These are books you need to go get, and I unashamedly share those with you. So go look at them, go get them. And maybe one day I'll even be privileged enough to have one of those guys uh, on the show as well. Um, but on passion, Bridget, how would you, what would you tell someone if they were saying, you know, if they came to you and say it was a coaching client of yours and they said, Bridget, help me find my passion. Or can you tell me things I can do to discover my passion? Is there, and of course I know that is huge. I know that's really big. But are there some basic little things that you would say if you're there and you're and you're not sure what you're most passionate about? These are some things that I would look for or I would try to discover it. When do you when do you feel most alive? So do you feel most alive when you're ushering at church on Sunday? Do you feel most alive when you you know deposit your check at the end of the week? Do you feel most alive when you're playing football in the front yard with your kids? When do you feel most alive in your life? And then just start to have an awareness. So much of, of what we do and, and, and teach Tim is just people waking up and getting off autopilot, right? right? Actually living their life and being consciously aware of the thoughts that they're having versus wake up in the morning, go till you drop at night and do it over and over again with a little TV and a beer in there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Seriously. You know, it's usually I a mean, lot just, of beer and a little TV. <laughs> Yeah, but just just starting to be aware of your thoughts and when do you get fired up? I always wow. got fired up teaching. Wow. I always got fired up sharing the principles. I would go to a seminar and I would come back and I would information dump on my team, right? Now, they probably didn't get anything out of it, but at least I came and taught it. And it made me feel better. <laughs> yeah. 
Right, right. Well, I tell people I'm a leader. I'm a leader and a communicator and an artist. And I say to them, that's what I know. Those things are in me. They are who I am. And I only do what I know my leadership has the opportunity to work in. My communication has the ability to work in. And my creativity or my artist uh, part of me gets to work. And that works best when I'm able to speak or I'm able to coach or I can do some training or inspire. That is like, and it took me a while. I mean, it was, you know, years back, but, but I was like you, Bridget, where I had to discover it. And once you see that thing like that fire, so your, your advice is perfect. And you gave the answer that I hope you would give, not that it was a test or anything, but I really believe that was (laughs) tremendous value add to, to the listeners and, and wow, I we're going to have to do a part two or three or maybe a couple of we can just get on the show maybe one day. You don't have to answer now. I'm not holding you to it on the on this <laughs> podcast, but just think it over because I would love to just get on there and riff on an idea with you or some thoughts on something or a topic. And um, but you you really have inspired me. You've encouraged me. You were very instrumental. Uh, my wife and I discussed that, that you, what you and even the call that we had with you and Ryan, just those things were so monumental for me in my journey and your evidence of what you do. It's the evidence of it and what you say and how you say and, and your energy and passion behind it. So inspirational. And, and it, it is a marked time in my life so uh, uh, that I'll never forget. And so I really, really appreciate today and our conversation. And um, anyways, wow, just keep doing your thing. (laughs) Well, and right back at you, Tim, you are a person who is living your passion. Thus, you can help people find their passion. And I I believe that with every ounce of my being. So I don't know uh, who's on the, the air with us or listening to this, but I do know that you can massively impact their life. And, um, and they've got to be willing to, to step out and invest in their self. And I'll just leave it with this. Darren Hardy said many, many years ago that every dollar that we invest in ourselves will come back to us tenfold. And so I know sometimes that can be a stretch for that brand new person that has never stepped out. Maybe they've bought a book before, but they've never stepped out and spent, you know, $150, $200 on a mastermind class or, um, you know, certainly not the, the investment of coaching. But if you, if you take that concept and you go, every dollar that I spend on myself will come back to me tenfold. And you realize that it's an investment. It's a whole different ballgame that you're looking at. So um, I can't wait to see where you're going. And I I appreciate who you are um, so much. And thank you for inviting me to be here. All right. And Bridget, where can they find you? I mean, uh, as far as like if they want to work with you or something or they want to learn more about you, where would you send them? Ryan and I, my husband and I build a business together and our website is dreambigfacility.com. It's dreambigfacility.com and we do um, marriage connection, which is a lot of fun with um, with churches and then we do executive coaching and training. But I'm going to send them right back to you, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we will put your informa- information in the show notes and um, so that everyone can see, check you out. And once again, folks, this has been a... Uh, um, a, a definite plug for growing and also for where we 
totally believe and are committed to the John Maxwell team as well. And uh, go check those resources out as well. And for all of you listening, remember that you can do more, be more, and have more. Anything worth having is uphill. Your current condition does not match your emerging future. And so I hope that you will continue on in your journey. We believe in you. We're going with you. And we will see you on the hill. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Uphill Conversations. If you would like to hear more, subscribe to the show. Go to uphillconversations.co. Later on screen, 